Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the XP Podcast, episode five. We are Whoa. finally we've made it to number five. It's that great, flew by. Honestly, yeah, it's well, actually, I've it's actually, actually only done four, so I guess that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. I skipped one. So for for me, for, for me and Adam, we are, we are celebrating our fifth episode <laughs> anniversary on this one. Uh, for Austin, that'll be next week for you. Yeah, but, next um, week. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for joining us here today, y'all. Uh, I'm. My name is Rob. I don't know if I already said that. I totally forgot. But um, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the guys that play nothing but Jedi Fallen Order, Adam and Austin. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing great. Doing I'm great. a Jedi Master. Austin's <laughs> a Jedi Master. Yeah, I'm great because I only play Jedi Fallen Order. So, yes. I'm doing great. What, do you have any updates in regards to your, your time in the desert when you were uh, training? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we need that? to know. Are we talking to Adam or Austin? That was all you, man. About, it was all you, bro. Oh, he's talking you. about me. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's been going pretty well. Not going to lie. Um, gets a little lonely, but, you know, mm. I have me, myself, and I, and lots of time for reflection. Um, And the desert is uh, dry. There's not a lot of water. But um, other than that, other sand than those cons, yeah, sand, yeah, exactly. Um, it's good. It's it's I'm it's great. <laughs> what is what is this question? Did you ask me this last week? No, I asked <laughs> you this. What was it on the third episode? Because you were gone for the second episode. Yeah, oh. you said you had gone to train with the Jedi Master. Oh, that's Kyle right. Desert. Yeah. How, how can you forget, dude? Was I thought you said I, it was I a very know. monumental moment for you. I know. I, I don't know, honestly. I my my brain is mush at this point. It was great. Thank thank you for asking. And yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> um, so real quick before I ask Adam how he's doing, because we can all wait on that. Uh, I got a <laughs> notification Dang. right here on the top left of my thing that says this recording failed and is stopped, but. It said this the moment I came into the show. So I think it should be fine. As I, my file is being recorded right now. Like it, it even shows that things are being uploaded. So there might be a glitch in the system because I know they just updated the dashboard of Riverside. So hmm. either or, uh, we will see. I feel like uh, glitch in the system is the subtitle of a game. Glitch in the system. system. Wow. You know what I'm going to... Warning. I'm I'm searching down. for it. Yeah, write that and down. I think it, I think it exists. Glitch. It, yeah. In the system. Write that down for future use, and uh, I'll put a copyright on that uh, right away after the show. I think Adam, sorry, copyrighted, man. Oh, is it really? Oh, that, that, let's don't bring that up. Metal arms glitch in the system. <laughs> no. Twenty nineteen. Twenty seventeen. Since the last episode, episode four. I'm not. I'm trying to think. Did both of you guys have birthdays? Austin, did your birthday happen after episode four? Mm, yes. I think it did. Because I would have I think it did. It. All right, yes. so we have two birthday boys on on the episode oh. today. Austin and Adam. It's a happy birthday. Pisces season. Leave them, leave, them, uh, <laughs> leave your happy birthdays down in the comments below. Uh, Adam, what you been up to, man? Oh, man. Uh, work's been a little hectic, but other than that, I've been doing good, you know? Although, actually... Maybe I haven't. Allergies have been terrible, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you mentioned <laughs> like that. Like got knocked on my butt last week. But yeah, things oh. are better now. So good. Looking forward. Good. You know, I got I have my new uh gaming friend here for our 
Oh, I don't have Video mine. viewers, you are seeing my controller. Oh, Austin doesn't have his. Caught without his. Uh, for those of you who are listening, I have what is called the Backbone controller, which is yes. a nice, nifty little thing you can snap onto your phone, play video games with the controller right on your phone. It's Just amazing. like it's a Switch. Yep. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's I, I got one as well, and I've been spending lots of time on it. It's been my go-to gaming system. Really, I haven't really been on PC. I've really just been playing mobile games with the Backbone controller, and it's freaking awesome. You heard it here. Highly first, recommend. Yeah, Austin, no more PC gamer, uh, now mobile gamer. I'm now I my brand. I'm rebranding myself as mobile cloud gamer. <laughs> <laughs> That's such That's a it. that is such a brand. That's it's a, a niche. Brand. <laughs> it's a yeah. niche. Hey man, I don't think there's many people out there dominating that corner of the gaming sector. Hey, so you got this, dude. There is one. There is one, and we're gonna stitch this out of this because I want to give him a shout out. But there's a, right, a YouTube go. account called Sunny Cloud Gaming. And this guy, he's awesome. I mean, first of all, he has the voice of like a radio broadcaster dude. But like, he's really hammering that niche of cloud gaming. That's like all he reports on YouTube. It's all he talks about. He streams Stadia. He streams GeForce. Now he does, he's, he is in the know of all of it. And he not only is in the know of everything, he's uploading YouTube videos. Like, I feel like twice a day of just like news constantly about the cloud gaming world. So sunny really? cloud gaming. Okay. Speaking of a guy who's found his niche, that's the guy you want to listen sunny. to for any cloud gaming updates. You demand. How much money do you pay you to do that ad? Uh, we won't talk about um, oh, the contract okay. for that right. plug. <laughs> hey man, after the show, hook me up, dude. I want to know. <laughs> uh, going going into what games we've been playing, I'm gonna just get mine out of the way. For some reason. I guess it's been completely unbeknownst to me. I've only played the same two games for the past two weeks, which is mm. very strange because usually I've had like a little uh, schedule that goes on in the background over here that I have to be strictly going to play these games at these certain times. Wow. But I knew the moment when I was going to start playing Hollow Knight and everyone was like, it's almost like a Souls game and it's kind of a little long. It's just based on how you play it. I knew at that moment I might be trapped. and. <laughs> I am trapped. So I'm still, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be the kind of guy that starts a game and then never finishes it. I mean, I've, mm. so far this year, I've done that one time and that's Cyber Shadow. I've not finished that game, but I don't mm. want to do it again. So I'm really wanting to finish this, but I have no idea when I'm going to get to the end of this. So yeah, man, let go of I'm, the, let go of the schedule. Yeah. Feel- I'm, I'm going to have to throw that out the window, dude, because I mean, <laughs> so far what I'll say, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate it and I love it. All the same. Nothing. There's not one emotion that's greater than the other. They are both equal, equally the same. Um, no, no spoilers, but how far are you? I don't even know how to define that. What does that even mean? <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. <laughs> I, because there's no like a definitive this boss at this time, you know? Because what I will say is I, I was watching somebody stream the game the other day and they were at a place that I've never seen before, mm-hmm. but they did not have any of the powers that I have already unlocked. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, one, I, I, I spoiled something for myself because I haven't seen that yet. But two, you can completely have com- different like, uh, gameplays than anybody yeah. else. So yeah. as ah. of right now, all I will say is I have been crowned king. Mm. If that makes any sense. So 
Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm now king. I'm now king of whatever that means. I went down into the very deep layers and unlocked the ability so where I can like uh, fast dash through uh, people without taking a hit. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that means anything. I have not tried fighting the three people that are on the map that obviously I know I need to oh, go fight. Okay. I've not fought any of them. The last thing I've done is I've tried fighting the Mantis people and they keep kicking my butt and I hate them <laughs> the so Mantis much. The Mantis people. So I'm oh, going so to beat them later today on stream. Hopefully. I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I, I end up doing it. But um, so, so far, like I said, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Uh, I hate it too a lot. I really hate this game. It sucks. Um, and then the second game I've been playing is Rainbow Six Siege. I'll get through it real quick. They just uh, For some reason, I was having an itch to play something other than uh, Call of Duty. And I mm. love Siege, but it's one of those yeah. games where I dip in and out of. It's very strategic. Yeah. It's very different. You know, it's slow, methodical. And that's what I yeah. love about it. And so playing Rainbow Six Siege, they just announced a new uh, kind of like a battle pass with the new nice. character for the next 60 days. And so I jumped on. The new character is dope. His name is Flores. He has an ability mm. where you have this uh, drone that goes and can, when you plant it somewhere, it can't be destroyed. You plant it somewhere and then it it, it explodes and takes out some of the other characters, like either things that are stopping you from getting to the objective. And so Hmm. my goal right now is to get to rank and start ranking up. Uh, But I'm barely on level 20 and it's going to take me forever to get there just because of the fact that I played this game before, but on my PlayStation and ever since they rebranded siege, because now it's been rebranded to be more like um, more of an esports game, uh, Hmm. more so like in vain of like Valorant and that kind of stuff. They really want to push it in that direction. Uh, Now it requires a Square Enix account and I didn't have one on my PlayStation and I had to start from scratch all over again. Uh So I'm starting all over again, unlocking everybody all over again, Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. I love the gameplay. So I know if you want to see some of that Rainbow Six Siege gameplay, twitch.tv for slash temperatures casual. But uh, anyways, Austin, I'm going to start with you, man. What have you been playing? Yeah. So um, like I said earlier, I've been kind of on a mobile game binge just i i'm just trying out a lot of different games you know um i just i kind of hop from one game to the other and I'll, I'll again lightly touch on the backbone controller it makes it really easy i found to switch between games because in this mobile controller it actually has its own software and there's a dedicated button for that software on the controller so you literally press that orange button if you're watching the youtube video adam's pointing at it right now and it immediately opens, you know, this massive UI of, you know, all the games in your iPhone and all games available in the app store that are compatible with the controller. So it's kind of made it easy for me to sift through a lot of games, you know, jump in and out. Um, the first on my list uh, is a game called The Last Campfire. Um, <laughs> Adam, you got me. <laughs> you holding it up? <laughs> the Last Campfire, same people that made No Man's Sky. Yeah. But way different than No Man's Sky. Um, this is a smaller indie storytelling uh, puzzle game. Um, and it's just one of those charming little games. I really, really like the main kind of thread throughout is that it's 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 as if someone's kind of reading this story to you as you play. You know, um, you know, so-and-so then opened the door and then, you know, you open the door and found something, you know, it's kind of narrating what you're doing. And the really, the voice actor, uh, she does a really great job, um, kind of telling that story. So it's a really unique experience. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet, 
but um, I've gotten through a, lo a lot of the puzzles in the game, and um, you know, it's a beautiful looking game, it's a beautiful sounding game, and it's just, uh, it's a good, it's kind of a good story. It, it's one of those games, I feel like a lot of, a lot of games and stories touch on this, but it's based on that sort of, um, uh, in, in between, you know, our life, our life on earth and in the afterlife, it's that in between where you're sort of assisting purgatory. spirits. Yeah. Purgatory, like passing on to the afterlife. And some of them are kind of stuck in purgatory and you have to solve these puzzles to help them pass on. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool game. I, so that's, that's one that I, I've been, I've been enjoying. Um, another one I've been, I just started actually, and, um, not that far in it at all, but we took, we toked, we talked about it last week, uh, because, um, this game was a part of a massive, uh, movie, indie game, the movie, and that's Fez. Mm. Fez yeah, yeah. is, I mean, if, if you're listening to this right now and you are somewhat into any games, um, at all, you've probably heard of this game. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. It, 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 it starts off and you're sort of in this, okay, typical 2d little platformer looking game. And then it takes a complete spin when he, you know, is gifted this, this hat, the little Fez, the red hat with the tassel on it. And it, it gives them the ability to view the world in, in 3d and it, and you know, you click the trigger buttons on your controller and it shifts to a different um pan you know view of, of the world and it's so funny all the people in the world are like i don't believe in this this isn't real <laughs> but you know you have these a bit this ability to completely shift the world and it's beautiful it's a beautiful game um beautiful music mm -hmm. highly recommend it's on the app store for a couple bucks but ooh, it's a goodie mm -hmm. it's really good um i'm really glad you're enjoying it because that game is that game is so so good yeah um but uh how, how far uh, i'm sorry how far did you say you're you've been into it so far okay so like i've probably put in i not far at all like probably like 45 minutes um okay. to an hour in this game and okay. you know i've made it past all the of course the tutorial and um you know going in and out of the doors and trying to find all the cubes and all that stuff so mm -hmm. i'm just it's it's it kind of messes with your head a little bit the, the more you play because you're constantly rotating the world and yeah. it, it, it get, takes getting used to because it's like unlike anything I've, I've played before. <laughs> oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. um, I really like it. Um, and one of the game, one of the things that the guy said in the documentary that created the game, he's like, I just want people, this is just kind of a casual playthrough game that you enjoy. You know, it's, a, it's sort of an escape. And that's definitely, I agree. That's, that's what it is. It's not challenging. It's not twitchy. It's not reflexy. It's just pretty basic, only so far, pretty basic platforming. Um, and it, 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 um, definitely tells an interesting story. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Fez a lot and it's, it's on my phone and it looks beautiful yeah. on my phone. Cause yeah. I have an iPhone 12 pro max with the super duper ultra retina display XS, Watch whatever out. they have now. <laughs> so it looks, it looks really good on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Fez is awesome. And then uh, another game that I believe is in uh, on part of the Apple arcade subscription it is is a, is another very casual chill game and it's sneaky sasquatch 
and you play as a lank this lanky i think it's because i kind of look like him that i i kind of relate to him <laughs> he's just this lanky like you know crazy haired sasquatch dude um who lives on the campgrounds and you just you you walk around the campgrounds and you you kind of steal food from the campers and you can do all sorts of stuff i mean there's mm-hmm. like tons of mini games throughout and uh there's a shop and everything and it, it's a pretty it's a pretty large somewhat large game but i think the best part about it is just the visuals and the dialogue between you and the animals are just really funny um and it's just it's another one of those like asmr chill games where you're just you can just kind of lay back relax and it's not high stress or anything like that you know you just sort of you do what you want you make a little money you spend your money you know if you want to go fish you go fish if you want to ski down a mountain you can do that if you want to drive around in a car whatever and you're this hilarious looking sasquatch so yeah you know great game i like it and Um, you you've been playing that with the backbone correct i have yeah so it's a controller compatible game um, so it very much feels like something that would be on maybe like the, the DS, uh, maybe mm-hmm. on switch. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a casual, casual game. Uh, but yeah, it's controller compatible. So if you have a Bluetooth controller at home and, uh, you know, you have a, you have an Apple TV or you have an iPad or an iPhone or whatever you can, you can play it. It's a pretty, something that I game. realized when I was playing with the Kishi is, um, there was moments in the game that I felt like probably worked a lot better with touch controls because it was probably yeah. meant for touch controls more so than it was with the analog. Mm. Would you agree with that? Um, I think, by the way, I have your Kishi right here. <laughs> Rob's yeah. letting me borrow it to compare. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the Kishi. It's, uh, it came out before the backbone and it's another kind of, competing controller yeah. as well but yeah, yeah. it's um made by razor uh, made by razor made by razor um but yeah it, i i would say i mean i haven't really i haven't played with touch controls i've only played with the backbone so maybe it's just because i'm used to it but it seems really compatible um i prefer using a controller with the game for running around and movement because i think on the touch screen you kind of have to like point in front of them where you want them to go and I don't, I don't really like that. I like, I like having yeah. joy joysticks for that kind of stuff. But maybe if stuff for stuff like fishing or golfing, it might be easier to, you know, use mm. touch controls. But mm. I'm used yeah. to the, I'm used to, you know, the physical backbone controller, whatever. Cool. But yeah, it's great. It's great. And then another classic I I delved into uh, recently is Lego Star Wars um, on the App Store, and this is the the complete saga. So this isn't this isn't the new one. This isn't Force Awakens. This is one through six. I played this game a ton as a kid. I think I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I 100%ed it, but man, I got really close. I mean, I spent hours just finding oh, yeah. each and every coin, each and every uh, uh, kit. Shoot, what are they called? Those blue Something? coins too. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the different, the Lego kits where you like yeah, the, kits. the mini Lego figurines. Yeah, the there's so much. There's so much into that oh, game, um, but it's fun. You know, it has all of like the original scores of star wars so like you know the whole time you're just listening to the iconic john williams star wars music and you know playing as playing as legos 
Um, but yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but that's mostly what I've been playing. Nothing too crazy, mostly just casual chill games. Cause that's just kind of where I'm at right now. I, you know, I work all day. I just want to come home and relax. So that's yeah, what I wish I'm all day. Which star Wars <laughs> game is it again? Which star Wars it's Lego? Lego star Wars, the complete saga. And okay, so do you, are you, uh, because the Skywalker, what's what's it called? Skywalker Saga. The Skywalker Saga is year, right? the new one. Yeah, coming out this year. Okay. And it's it's funny comparing, you know, what playing that game or playing the complete saga, and then seeing ads for uh, the Skywalker Saga, the new one coming out in twenty twenty one. And like, even though you're like, oh, it's just Legos, the graphics don't have to be that yeah. great. It's like, oh wow, these this this game looks awesome. Yeah. The graphics look actually really good, even though they're just Legos in this next game. Um, so I, I'm definitely excited for for that game. Um, I I think I'll I might wait a little bit until I pick it up, but because I you know it's a sixty dollar Lego game, like I gotta I gotta see some gameplay first. <laughs> but hey, I I might I might I might buy it. We'll see. We'll I see. I I will bet you. One dollar that you're gonna see some Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga gameplay this summer, no doubt about it. Oh, if, I think if so. It's too. supposed to come out if it's supposed to come out this year by the fall. We're gonna see it soon. Absolutely, Hopefully. I soon, 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 soon. We'll Adam, see. what what have you been playing other than uh, Jedi Fallen Order? I, I I'm really tempted to erase that from your list right now. Oh, you just you don't want to <laughs> hear me talk about it. I, I want to hear him talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> I don't love that <laughs> because I actually played probably like 50% of that game, if not more, um, on remote play uh, nice. on my wow. phone using my, using my backbone. And it ran wow. really well. Nice. The future was here, like, man. I know. Yeah, I think there was only... There was... Uh, I don't know if I want to be spoiler-free or whatever. Maybe there will be light spoilers in the next minute if you want to skip ahead because you want to play this game. Um... <laughs> Whenever I had to fight the, is it seventh sister or ninth sister, Austin? The ninth sister. Oh, oh, uh, it. The the larger alien was the ninth sister yeah. in Kashyyyk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninth sister. Yeah. So when I had to fight her, um, that I was just having a little bit too much difficulty beating her mm. on on remote play. So I ended. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was just like a slight lag that yeah wasn't perceptible, or if it was just like the smaller screen different controllers but so i had to switch over to the ps5 um yeah to actually beat her after a couple times but yeah um jedi master difficulty of course um yes you know no big deal Uh, um but yeah so i played like 50 percent of that game remote play uh ended up getting a platinum for it which was pretty fun although there was like uh the last thing i had to do i thought i had it set up where i would go in and i would do the last you know section of the game and do that final thing and and then be done and pop the platinum and yeah. and then I did it. I'm like, what am I missing? And it was like filling out all of BD1's hologram logs or something like that. Oh, I was like, oh, I think is I'm, that like scanning this... everything throughout the world? It's like not scanning. even scanning everything. It's like you need a hundred percent exploration on every oh. planet. But oh. the thing is, is that you could um, for those who are in the game, like you have a map of every um planet and it kind of has like a percentage counter for the overall world but then any section you hover hover over it'll have its own individual percentage yeah but you can get the check mark that you've completely explored the entire world 
but then still be messing missing a like some completion on a yeah. specific section and Ugh. i even though i really enjoy how they implemented maps in that game it's not a like easy thing to just look it's around not. the map it it's very tedious it takes a lot it of is. time which makes it very immersive i think and like yeah how that would probably be for that game it's like a but 3d it was like it has like levels like the map the hollow map like has levels and it, that's what like is has layers like that makes it so complicated <laughs> it's hard to yep. find stuff yep it is, but uh, but yeah. So it was a little bit annoying finishing that off because I thought I I had it ready, but it was a lot of fun. Glad to replay it. I mean, I just yeah. played it last year, but but yeah, had a lot of fun, and it was a good like test for like remote play for me because I'm like I've played enough of this game where I know how it should feel, how it yeah. should look and run, and I was very satisfied. Uh, I mean, I was telling you guys like I had to do a lot of tinkering to get my internet set up in the correct way because like yeah. I have pretty good internet, but. It's like the PS5 is really finicky mm. about it. Like uh, Interesting. The, the Ethernet port on the back is just a little a little too big for a uh, cord to sit in there without like kind of losing connection. And so I had to like do like a little paper clip kind of <laughs> inside to kind of hold it in place very well. Really? And that seems yeah. like a massive thing. <laughs> Has anyone yeah, else seems, complained that seems about like it? A, that seems like a, something wrong because mine doesn't have that. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I it's on like my to do list at some point to like call Sony Shoot and submit like a a thing of <laughs> no, uh, just do like their <laughs> online support. Be like, I think this is wrong. Um, but it was like, yeah, I had to do that, and because I guess it doesn't handle the five gigahertz internet very well, and so yeah. which is like my faster Wi Fi speed, and so it's like I couldn't get it on my fast Wi Fi speed, my other Wi Fi speed wasn't good enough for remote play and then so i eventually had to had to do that with my ps5 but ultimately it it got it figured out it works great dude playstation has always had a problem with with internet i know it was a big deal whenever they announced the ps5 that it was supposed to have a better wi-fi receiver than the ps4 and it was supposed to be able to download games much faster than the ps4 because the ps4 was so bad but Mm. Now that I have both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, and always the Series X beats it in in every mm-hmm. aspect. Downloading mm-hmm. the game, dude, I, I'm able to download the 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 Master Chief Collection with like that in a matter of 20 minutes. Like, oh it doesn't even gosh. take that long. So it, it's it's yeah, it, that's kind of ridiculous. The fact that the Ethernet cable doesn't work that great. I do have a couple of questions yep. though. So on 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 remote play, yeah, I don't this is, I don't want to be too like technical with this question, but how far you were you were your console has to be connected through wi-fi to do it correct uh no oh okay like like what do you mean what do you mean like because your phone has to ping the system yeah it does but it doesn't but the playstation does not need to be on wi-fi no i mean my my playstation's on like hardwired with the with the ethernet cable oh okay so how far were you from your wi-fi yeah from your router my bad i mean from my router i was like a couple of rooms away like mm. it's kind of my router sits like in this box in the wall in my guest room and so mm. it's like i kind of be all over the house but it's going through a couple of different walls but i mean yeah. uh the way i understand it is you don't have to be on the same wi-fi network okay like i could i could be across the country and as long as i had a strong enough wi-fi connection i i believe i'm 
supposed to be able to access it. Wow. Interesting. But the 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 PlayStation has to be on at home, right? Well, when I well, yeah, but um because I do like rest mode since I don't have it like turned off off. Like oh. it, it's it's in rest mode, so whenever I initiate it, like PlayStation like the server will like ping my uh thing to come on oh, that's and turn so on. Cool. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Cool. It's very cool. nice. I I, um, I wanted to get a little technical with that because sometimes for me, uh I I've tried doing some sort of a, uh, well, you know what? That's different. Cause I guess for me, I've only tried doing uh, like um, what you call it. Beaming the, beaming the, the screen to my phone Yeah, with mm-hmm. multiplayer games. I haven't tried doing a native uh, just first player game. So that probably yeah. would obviously yeah. run so much better than it would. Yeah, it would. On a multiplayer game. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say no further questions. Having, well, I'm going to, <laughs> Well, one last thing I'll say is I think having probably at least 100 megabytes per second um, mm. download on, on your phone and on the PS5 is probably, like, necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll say yeah. that. Absolutely. Um, I was, also, um, I guess my next PlayStation game I've been playing is uh, the Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 release yes. on Insomniac did. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's a good game. Um, it's yeah. not the... F- Fave, my favorite thing i've played sure. well i mean it's so hard like i i played yeah. ghost of shishima you know oh, like yeah. just last month and it's like such an incredible like <laughs> game with such a good story you're telling right. me it doesn't and, it doesn't compete no uh, it doesn't compete, compete. <laughs> i mean ratchet and clank is a fun game um yeah. and there's lots of fun moments to it um but it it does kind of feel like i don't know i guess it fits like a niche that most like kind of collectathon games would whether that's like mario like 3d mario games and other stuff like that where i'm there i'm having a fun time um but i guess maybe the style of gameplay isn't filling that niche as well as maybe other games have for me in the past i mean it's a fun time but the whole announcer thing uh because you were talking about the last campfire having kind of that announcer narrator system <laughs> and Ratchet and Clank does too. And it, and that has a lot of fun moments in it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it has been a little bit of like a nostalgia trip for me because I, you know, had PlayStation two, I played the first two Ratchet and Clank games over there. And so there's a lot of like, you know, this is kind of like, I don't know if it's the straight up remake or kind of just like reimagining of the first game. So there's like a lot of the same weapons and, yeah. and stuff like that. And some of the same story moments. I'm like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um cool. but yeah, it's a good time. Love Working it. Working through it slowly. Um yeah. and then the other games I've been playing are both uh actually part of Apple Arcade. Uh so of course I've been playing that with the the backbone on my on my phone. Um I, I hadn't redeemed my Apple Arcade subscription um that I got from whenever I got my new phone. They gave me like three months free and then it's just been yeah. sitting on my phone until yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, now's the time to now's the time to use it. Redeem yeah. it. So the first one I played was down in Bermuda, which you don't need a controller to play, by yeah. the way, for those who are listening and might want to check it out. That one is also a very chill puzzle game. Uh, like you play this guy who's kind of just been crash landed on this island and it's like this pers- perspective thing. So you kind of have like a top down view and you like rotate and you like zoom in and you zoom out and you move around and it's basically yeah. just interacting with the island. And solving mm. these little kind of micro puzzles and and collecting huh. um, 
a few different like types of things that kind of allow you to progress and so you go through a few different uh, islands but it's just a very fun very chill uh kind of puzzle game where you kind of do looking around and trying to find what the next thing that you might need to do is and sometimes you'll see your little guy that you're playing as he kind of moves around the island and yeah. will oftentimes be like near something that you're supposed to interact with and so a lot of times there's kind of like these fun little hints to maybe what that that is what you kind of need to go do um huh. i don't think it's too spoilery but it was like I, I was like where did my guy go i don't really know what to do next and i see him like <laughs> yeah. standing by this tree and the tree has like this beehive hanging from it and i'm like I bet I can click that beehive and something will happen. And I like click yeah. the beehive and it like falls and breaks. And I don't remember what ended up happening, but it's kind of fun where it's just like, you don't know what you're going to be able to interact with. So you're just like clicking things. You're like, Oh, I bet that does something. And you like click a lily pad and it kind of moves over and there's yeah. something you needed underneath it. Um, nice. But yeah, it's just a fun time. Uh, the other that. game. What, what's the goal for that game? To get home. You're like your your guy's stuck on an island and you're you're trying to get home. So okay. mm. you're trying to find the way off of the island, basically. Okay. When I, when I saw the game, uh, because I I often go to the Apple Arcade and just see what's coming up, uh, and mm. I saw it and it gave off Animal Crossing vibes. So I didn't mm. know if it was in any way, uh, and I mean just by looking at no. it, I don't mean like it was. No, it's but it, it's in no way. Like identical no. to it, is it? Okay, okay. Mm -mm. Nah, cool. that, uh, it's that cute. Cozy Grove <laughs> game. I I sent out to you guys. Oh, I can't wait for uh, Cozy Grove. That looks that game good. is yeah. That game's coming out soon for Apple Arcade, and it's definitely yeah. like uh, Animal Crossing. Um, but I think a lot of people that I've seen kind of say that the gameplay loop is a lot less grindy, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or okay, feels a lot more rewarding that than Animal Crossing was. So I'm that's pretty excited good. for it because of that. So check it out, guys. Look look for it whenever it comes out. Cozy Grove. Um, yeah, Cozy Grove. It looks very cool. The other game I am playing and is out is uh, is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Do you guys know anything about Shantae? No, but okay, I have to say, I, I, if you have a backbone and you have friends on backbone um, and you opt for notifications, you can see what your friends, when your friends mm -hmm. open up backbone and when your friends start playing. And I have to say, I've gotten many notifications that Adam has played the back is on the Backbone app, and that he starts playing Shantae and the Seven Sirens. So I'm excited to hear about what he has to say about it because he's been playing it a lot. And I yeah. will say, when you're someone who does not have a backbone, you will have the absolute <laughs> worst case FOMO ever. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. if you don't have the backbone, you won't be getting these notifications. You know, yeah, Razor Kishi doesn't have notifications. No, Where's no, the nothing. social app for Ra Razor? Come on. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. I'm sorry, Rob. I do I do know what Shantae is because it has been heavily promoted through the Switch uh because it yeah. has had a recent revival on like the updated graphic graphical like way it looks. It looks really pretty. Um Yeah. So, but I I've never played them though. Yeah, the first so this is like the fifth game in the series, I think. The first one wow. came out in 2002 on Game Boy Color. What? So not even on Game Boy Advance, yeah, it yeah, came yeah, out yeah. on Game Boy Color. And so, um, you know, that, that probably affected sales a little bit. But the second game didn't come out till 2010. Um, okay. But I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I was a little worried when I first started it. Um, 
I well, first of all, I'll say I do like anime quite a bit. Um, this game has a very anime vibe. Um, even mm, just like yeah, the dialogue, the interactions, um, kind of the maybe the art, the definitely the art style a little bit. Don't um, get me started on and... anime, bro. <laughs> okay. No, oh, we yeah. won't. <laughs> I, I guess oh, we I won't. won't. I just don't know what box I would open. No, the there. only reason why I'm saying that is because I recently, I recently uh, uh, digged into uh, Demon Slayer. What a oh, what a shot. What a show, dude! What a show! But that's I, that's for I, another podcast. Yeah, that's oh, for God. another podcast. I'm right there with the you. One you're, the one you're recording tomorrow, right? Different yeah, the ana- the anime the podcast right there. <laughs> the anime casual. Is the, that what, an, that anime casual. Wow, dude, that's a yep. pretty good name. I'm actually Ooh, gonna copyright that too. <laughs> gonna write that down. I'm gonna write gonna that trademark down. that. Yeah, gonna right go now. Check and make sure that name's not. Baby, taken get on that YouTube credit card. Let's buy that. Let's buy that name. Let's get it. Get it. GoDaddy.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, Shantae has been a lot of fun. It's uh, a, like a 2D um, kind of side-scrolling platformer. Um, I I want to get away from using the term Metroidvania because it's absolutely meaningless wor- world. So, I'll phrase it differently, and I'll say, it feels a lot like Super Metroid for those who have played Super Metroid. Uh, we're just You can kind of go in a lot of different directions. There's lots of different branching paths. You know, Hollow Knight obviously is very much this way where you can kind of go in a different direction and not know if the direction you're going in is going to be meaningful or not. Right, you're like, right. something's that way. Something's another way. I don't yeah. really know. But yeah. it's it's fun because then it's like you run into stuff and it's like, oh, well, I can't do that. But I can kind of get the sense that maybe later on I'll be able to do that. So yeah. I just need to remember that. And it, like looking at the map, the map looks exactly like a Metroid map does, um, mm-hmm. just like how they kind of lay it out. So I'm like, it definitely has a lot of, um, uh, I guess, inspirations from that franchise. And, and that's been really fun because I played Super Metroid for the first time, I think, I guess it was last year um, and, and had a blast with it. Really uh, good. So this has been really good so far. Cool. Um, yeah. So I would definitely check <laughs> check it out. It's worth your time. I would definitely say you want a controller for this. Uh, mm, so yeah. I can only imagine. Um, you know, if you are playing on Apple Arcade, just know that maybe that would be a good thing to figure out how to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, all right, guys, we're going into topic of the show. Uh, let me see. I'm writing down these. Uh, what you call it? Time codes, so that way it makes my life so much easier. Because usually nice. I edit the video and then I go and I just like scroll. Oh, that's the part where it's at. And then scroll. Oh, there's a Oh, that it, takes, it takes forever. forever. And so I'm like, I got to be smarter about it. But um, all right, topic of the show. I'm going to make this topic kind of like I was going to originally do a video kind of breaking down my thoughts on both the Xbox Series X and the PS5. Um, but I, I'm kind of going to just utilize the XP podcast as my my way to get all my thoughts out there. Uh, okay good there's a good chance i'm probably just gonna i'm gonna break this piece out and make it a separate video as well later but i don't know but what i will say is this i've had both the ps5 and the xbox series x both the same amount of time i mean i think i had the ps5 two days after i got the series x and what i will say as of now it's a little it's a little um i do want to make make sure I, i make this clear there are not many games out for anything like lately uh either side um i would say evenly on both sides regarding brand new games for the systems we kind of are even 
But in regards mm. to those exclusive games that have come to both systems, I will say PlayStation is leading it by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Demon Souls and Miles Morales on the system. And then so far on Xbox, all we have is the medium. And that's it. Yeah. And it does not compare anywhere close to Miles Morales or Demon Souls whatsoever. But I will say no. this. As of right now, the Xbox Series X is my favorite console to date at this moment. <gasps> Uh, apart from the PS5. And I think it's more so not even the Series X alone, but I think the Xbox ecosystem is beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. I've, wow. I, I never had an Xbox. Like, really, that was mine. I, I grew up with a... We had... My, my, my brothers and I inherited an Xbox from my uncle that was completely just hacked. And had every single game you can dream of that was on it, and it even oh worked in a way. Gosh! It, and it it even worked in a way where we were able. We never did this. FBI, please don't come after me. The- it worked in a way. I found out later that if we put, if we like rented a game from like Game Crazy or whatever, pop the disc in, we can literally burn that disc onto the hard drive and then keep the game and then return it. I never knew. I, Dude, I can I meet your uncle? <laughs> I was never aware of that until way later. Because uh, we were just dumb kids, we didn't know that was even a function of this that they, they concocted in the system. But we had <laughs> that system, but I never used it to play any uh, Xbox exclusive games. So I have no like connection to anything Xbox other than the fact that I had this hack system, and then <laughs> someone uh, lent us their 360 one time, and I played Dark Souls on it. That's it. Mm. Other than that, I've never really had anything Xbox related. I will say I'm a huge huge playstation fan i'm not gonna say fanboy because it, i will call them out if they do something wrong That's i'm a right. huge playstation fan uh first party games i will go to my grave and say that playstation has the best first party games than anybody to date um it's unbeatable and i love everything playstation but i will say when the series x was coming out the ps5 was coming out i'm now an adult with adult money and i was like you know what i'm gonna take a dive and I'm, you know, I'm going to dip into both sides because there was something very hype about this new generation. And I was like, you know, I really want to see what's going on on both sides. I was like, let me try it out. So I got both of them. And like I said, play miles, play demon souls, haven't completed demon souls. I'm, I know Adam waits for me every single night for me to jump on that hasn't happened yet. And I'm very sorry, but played those two games. Loved them. Were you going to say something? You're You're muted. muted. <laughs> oh, I need your help. Oh, I need your oh, help. Okay. I'm hey, stuck against some tough bosses. I ne- I don't have a great way forward. I could I'll just t- call in some rando, but I'm like, but Rob could come in, and this would be <laughs> such a great co-op gaming moment for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's it. here's the thing, Adam. Here's the thing. I want to help you, and I, like it truly, truly deep down in my heart, I want to help you. I'm gonna be absolute no help to you. So I'm just going to let you know that right now. It will be fun. I want to co-op, but I'm not going to help you at all because I am so weak at that game. Um, I don't need a lot of help. Had both both consoles, played the PS5, enjoyed everything from from what they've had. But so far, everything that Xbox has been doing has been really killing it. And it has stopped me from just being Mm -hmm. like, what is PlayStation doing? But (laughs) I, I... I asked myself that question, but then I'm like, well, I can't necessarily, I, I don't have any way to justify my way of thinking because they are doing something. They're just doing it very, very differently. And 
I think we're at a point, and a lot of people have said this, when you are losing or when you have been losing for a long time, it does call you to make some big drastic moves. And we have seen that with Xbox. PlayStation, mm-hmm. they're coasting right now, but it's because they they can coast because they deserve to coast because they've done everything that they need to to get to the point where they're at. So before I go into like a couple of like points that I've ran down, uh, Adam, I know that you have a PS5 and you do have like the first Xbox One. Um, between the two, are you enjoying your PlayStation a bit more than your Xbox? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll write that down. Adam. Uh, is so. My thing is, I, I'm as we go through these weeks of the XP podcast, and we've seen like just the way that we've evolved in our way of playing games and that kind of thing. It's it's interesting because we've jumped into new gen. Adam has a next gen console. Austin, you practically have access to all this kind of stuff because even though you don't have a PS5, you do have that. You do have the capabilities of Game Pass to be able to be caught up on new gen stuff. So yeah, it's just strange because we're. It, it's strange to have to make these kind of uh, statements about Xbox because nothing just has been happening at all this year. We're in March. Nothing big has really happened. And the medium, I wouldn't even say was big. It, it was just another game. I enjoyed it a lot, but it really wasn't like a heavy hitter in any kind of way. So we're still waiting patiently for like the big heavy hitters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I will say is everything regarding Xbox right now, what I'm loving about Xbox right now is the fact that they are being very, very vocal. They have consumers first at all times. I don't think there's been a moment where they're like, not hitting the mark because it's hitting the mark every single time. And yeah. they are so powerful in regards to the backing that they have of that being Microsoft. Because if we're being honest, Microsoft is much bigger than Sony. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Microsoft just is a juggernaut of just unlimited cash. While Sony is everywhere. Sony is not because PlayStation is the biggest thing under Sony, if that makes sense. Xbox is not the biggest thing under Microsoft. My, Xbox is kind of like the hobby under Microsoft, while Microsoft has so many other things that are probably bringing away more money. Azure teams. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's just that strange thing of like it, you can kind of, when you look out of it, you're like, it's kind of seems a little unfair, the power that Xbox can have, but they haven't been winning. But I think what's cool is the fact that Microsoft is so willing to be like, you know what? Just throw the money. We're going to get to the top. We're going to do that. We're going to get there. But just throw the money, we'll get there. And so, yeah. first point that I want to make in regards to everything Xbox, the Game Pass, they're killing it. Yeah. Uh, I have been playing on the Xbox, like Hollow Knight, for instance, Rainbow Six Siege, The Medium, Cyber Shadow, um, you name it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, I'm going to jump into that soon. I know I make fun of it, but I'm going to jump into that soon. Yes. So many games <laughs> that I've been playing so far have all been because of the Game Pass. And it blows my mind the fact that that thing is literally only 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, and it's just so mind-boggling, the yeah. offering that they have. And on top of that, they even went as far as to acquiring Bethesda for $7 billion. And in that inquiry, it just became official. They have obtained four studios, Arcane, Machine Games, id software and tango gameworks which makes microsoft having 23 
exclusive first party studios and Sony has 13 exclusive first party studios. And what's interesting about this is I remember a couple years ago when Xbox was like literally like we have we have obtained this one this one they literally were obtaining studios left and right dude. And we're, everyone was like, "Okay, what's the point? You guys are not even winning." This was like 2 years ago when it was like Xbox was really not doing well at all. But yeah. From the point that we're at now, and I know for a fact they still haven't executed on the dream yet. But from the point that we are now, from the moment they started rolling out Game Pass and all these studios that were coming out, I can uh, now I'm seeing what they have planned, dude. And it is way bigger than anything than a console. Like, mm. I don't even think, like, I honestly don't think they even care about the Series X or the Series S at all. I think they really just care about is the Game Pass and the service yeah. that they're offering through that and xCloud and that kind of thing. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. So. Well, Before I mean, I continue, I, yeah, please. Yeah, it's it's the idea that Xbox is the best place to play games, right? I think that's yeah. some of the official marketing, right? Or at least that's like yeah. what some of what goes around. Yes. And I I think that's true. I think, you know, the question is it's the best place to ga- play games, and then the question is are those the games that you want to play? Like for me, right. yeah, I I very much right now at least in my life what rather play the playstation games right but i can objectively look at microsoft and be like their like ecosystem is better you know absolutely i'm I'm guessing there's not a problem with the ethernet jack on the uh back of the the (laughs) series x uh right and so it's like there's that aspect of it too um and then you know of course game pass and cloud gaming and all that other stuff too but yeah i i read um this is an article back in january from the verge so the numbers might be different but i want you guys to guess how many subscribers you think there are to game pass right now on xbox ah dude i remember there is a recent number now so it was not what it was in january but was there like i'm sorry i'm so bad at this game but i'm just gonna throw out a number 1.5 million okay all right there's that all right i'm probably really really off on that I was thinking single digit million, but maybe that's like I'll 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 be I'll go out on a limb. I'll say four million. So I'll go oh, back. So, okay, I'll go back. <laughs> In September of twenty twenty, there were fifteen million subscribers to Game Pass. God and good. January there were eighteen million subscribers to Game Pass. Check those numbers, <laughs> but that's what the Verge I, article said. I do want to know. I do want to know if those yes. are all paying subscribers or if free subscriptions are rolled mm. into that, or people mm. that are on like six month trials, three month trials. And they, they were probably- also offering like a one dollar trial too, as yeah. like a, as a get in. But that's that's the thing is. That's the crazy thing about it is because I don't I I can't picture Sony doing this right now because they don't have the bandwidth of money behind them to do this. Xbox is eating the cost. There's just no other way to say it. Like yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I can't necessarily compare because when you have a name like Xbox and a name like Stadia, obviously one is way much bigger than the other. But we did hear when it came to Stadia in particular. To even have something like Red Dead Redemption Two on it, I know we talked about it last uh, on the last episode. They had to pay yeah. upwards of like a good couple million dollars just to have it on their service. 
So yeah. you know they have to pay these developers. Good. I, I know Xbox has a much better relationship with Rockstar than Stadia does because obviously Xbox promising, Stadia not so much. But yeah, you know they're paying all these people money. Or yeah, unless there is some sort of deal that is like this many clicks into the game or this many this many people that play the game, you get this X percentage of money to you. I don't know how all that works, but it is very interesting to see how they're able to just do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any subscription model like Spotify, Netflix, or dare I say movie pass. Oh, yes. No. Movie pass. How dare you? Right. <laughs> any that's kind of thing? Uh, no, it's no. not. I, I looked it's it up <laughs> just to make sure. And there's just a nice little uh like page where they say movie pass service disruption and it's like a nice little letter saying we we're not able to do anything if you want to let us <laughs> If you want us to let us know if we can ever do anything in the future, drop your email. <laughs> but any anything, um, you know, anything with those, it's you know, one, it's like hitting your critical mass of uh, subscribers. Um, I know MoviePass is a little bit different because it wasn't necessarily the number of subscribers, but also like the, uh, you know, I guess the the ratio of subscribers to actual number of movies they go see, like the average. Yeah you know, number of movies each uh, user goes sees. But it's like, you're right in that Microsoft has the funds to funnel, like, into to cloud gaming and to Game Pass for as long as they need to until they can hit that uh, subscriber count that they need to be profitable. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. they are a publicly traded company, so, like, they do have, like, shareholders to answer to. So it's like, yes, it yes. could come into a problem later on where you know, maybe it's not paying out and they want to go longer, but maybe, you know, this, you know, shareholders are like, no, pull out. Yeah. Stop. But <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm, I don't know if that happened. Like it, I feel like they could very well succeed and not be an issue. So I think that like you're saying, that's probably a big reason why Sony's not jumping into it is because one, that's, it's pretty risky Two, Yeah. yeah. They are not in a state where they need to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know whenever the whole acquisition of Bethesda happened, uh, it was like what seven point nine million billion dollars. Like at that moment, Sony didn't even have that much money in the bank, uh, so they mm. couldn't even even have done that. And there was even before the acquisition to Xbox, there was talks of PlayStation acquiring Bethesda around that time as well. But I mean, and I know I've heard some people talk they overpaid for Bethesda, whatnot. Either or, it just to just bethesda dude at e3 at e3 bethesda had their own event you know it's like one of those things like they they were a pillar like we do have the three pillars we have nintendo playstation sony but then under them we also have the big publishers which is you know your your eas your ubisofts your bethesdas your uh square nexus that kind of thing like they were there and the fact that one of them got plucked out and is now acquired by xbox is crazy and so the moment that they announced x uh bethesda and the acquisition and it became an official thing they posted like a picture showing off you know huge acquisition of it and the games uh as like a game pass look at these games that you can get on game pass Mm -hmm. boom like that it already just adding those bethesda games already make that list look so much better because Mm -hmm. it does a lot for them and not only that, they don't even stop there. The moment that the acquisition happens and we can play these games, they already announced FPS boost mode 
for what was it? Mm-hmm. Five of the games, right wow. off the yeah. bat. So That's for Dishonored Definitive Edition, for the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Special Edition, for Fallout Four, Fallout Seventy Six, and Prey, all of them getting the FPS boost mode, boosting the gra- the the frame rate to sixty frames per second. And I know there's also an auto HDR um, ability on it that makes the game just look better and all. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. dude. That's that's big. That's crazy. That's like crazy. and FPS boost. Uh, the well, the way I understand it, I know for sure. Like it doesn't require any work on the side of the developers of the game. No, it's no. all on Xbox's side, and I'm pretty yeah. sure even then, it's just like mostly QA testing. It's like if yes. we turn this on, does it break the game? Um, mm. And so basically, they're just QA testing. I could be wrong. There could be a little bit more work to it than that um, to to turn on from Xbox side, but like yeah that opens up a lot of doors for them to do stuff like uh, honestly i saw that and i was um like it, it's a big one for xbox to have something like that i mean oh yeah um i don't i thought i could have sworn i saw it in the dock but uh, haven't you been playing skyrim fps boost or is that just on your on i your was going to do so my thing is i was going to play it yesterday but i ran out of time and so i ended up just playing siege instead because mm. i had a small okay. amount of time but i do plan on i, I wanted to jump in and actually out of that list of games I've already completed Dishonored and I didn't want to like start up another round of it again. So the only one that I was like, I'll probably, I don't, I hate Fallout and Prey, mm-hmm. I'm just not really gravitated towards it. So I was like, I'll just try Elder Scrolls 5. Um, so soon by, by the next, by episode six of the XP podcast, I'll have something to say about it. So, mm-hmm. but I am very interested in trying that out, dude. It is, it is really, really cool. The fact that, you know, it, it's because Xbox is not only like, a, like part of Microsoft, which is also hardware, but they're also a software company. And mm. I know when the whole backwards compatibility thing happened, everyone was like, that just can't be done. And mm-hmm. when Xbox did it, they literally said, we just, we figured it out. Like it was a difficult task, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they figured out how to do it, you know? And so yeah. they just have the backing to do this kind of stuff. And like you said, Adam, this has, why wouldn't a company want to put their thing on FPS mode? They don't have to do any extra work at all. It's all Microsoft that has to do it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, along yeah. with all this news with Bethesda and on Xbox Game Pass, which adds a huge value to the Game Pass service alone, we also got an announcement. They, they were literally just throwing out curveballs left and right within the past uh-huh. week and a half. They announced within a new slate of Xbox Game Pass games that are going to be coming, one of them was going to be Outriders, which is a new game by Square Enix that is coming out and it blows yeah. my mind because this game is going to be a big multiplayer uh, PVE game that literally I, I played it. I loved it. The, like mm-hmm. it is beautiful. It is not like it's, it's not like this thing that so much is rushing out. Like there is love and there's, there's so much graphical fidelity and there's so much about this game that is coming day one on game pass, not on PlayStation at all. If you want to play this brand new game, they don't, even have a, they don't even have a connection to game, Xbox, you know? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you think Square Enix, you think PlayStation, honestly. But yeah. they got Outriders to be on day one on Game Pass. Then you can look at that in a different ways. It could be either that the developers were probably not so... Um, they're, they're, they're not really sold on the fact that the game is going to do as well. So they're like, yeah, we'd be willing to put it on Game Pass to get, that, to get more people on it. Uh, either or, though, that's such a big deal, dude. And yeah, I was I was thinking about getting Outriders, but I was on the fence. Now I don't mm-hmm. even have to pay for it, and I'm just gonna jump on and already ha- be able to play it. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's they're re- awesome. They're, 
they're mad men, dude. They're they are um, they are mad. And then I lastly, feel like, oh no, no okay, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say it just seems like the the last few weeks it's just every IGN, every you know news, it's just constantly Microsoft stuff. Like they're constantly just pushing stuff out. It's just it's crazy. It's it's it's, yeah. it's so weird. And just looking two years ago, just kind of like you were saying. You know, Xbox was not doing too well. You know, people no. were like, "Okay, it's a little cr- It's kind of hard to watch because yeah. Xbox is struggling in comparison." But although, yeah, I, now they're just throwing all the stuff out that require Bethesda. There's a lot of it's ex- it's really exciting. It's really exciting for the Microsoft fans. So, um, ooh, it's yeah. it's awesome. I'm excited to see it. And what's crazier about all this is that we're three months into the year, and none of these announcements are new games at all. This yeah. is acquisitions. And games that are being released by other people that Xbox is getting the spotlight on them because they're hosting them on their Game Pass day one. And so, or something different like that. So, I mean, so far we're in March and we have so much more to go. And we know that there's going to be another summer Game Fest this year. E3 is going to be a digital event, but I don't, I don't think Microsoft will be there. And this is, this is all hype, but we still haven't even heard anything from their first party studios yet. That's yeah. what's super. That's what's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, lastly, they also announced that on March 26th we're gonna get an Xbox indie showcase, which is like, dude, Ooh. when you hear indies, I think Nintendo, and I sometimes think PlayStation. PlayStation was very indie focused, and then they kind of, I think they got really, they had a lot of pride, and then moved away from indies, and now they're coming back to indies again because when you have a brand new system and there's not much on it, you want something to fill that catalog. But sure. mm-hmm. the show that Xbox is being very like forward with indie and wanting to like boost indie a lot, especially with the Game Pass, it's what makes that list of games look so big. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get on March 26th an indie showcase, which is awesome by Xbox. It's gonna feature over a hundred games, and oh. it's oh, gonna wow. debut new trailers and gameplay for 25 titles, and some of those being both Stalker 2, Second Extinction. The Accent, The Wild and Heart, Void Train, XO One, and more. So, wow. so far, this is where we're at in March. And wow. we are literally two months away from June. And hmm. they're on a they're on a roll, dude. And yeah. what's what's cool about this is that the Game Pass allows them to come up in the news every other week because they can yeah. just announce, oh, new game coming to Xbox to Game Pass, and they're constantly gonna be in the news at all times. Not much so with PlayStation right now because um, they don't have a Game Pass thing. And we do know that they're working on something. Jim Ryan has made it very clear. And he said, we do have a solution for Game Pass, but they're working on it. Are we going to yeah. see that this summer? I don't know. Now, if someone was like, look, Rob, you can either have Xbox Game Pass or the PlayStation Plus collection. I would play the I would pick the PlayStation Plus collection just because yeah. I mean in, in all seriousness, much better catalog of games. But <laughs> overall, instead of having to go out and pay five hundred dollars for a console, and once they get everything completely like solidified with cloud gaming and with X Cloud and, and beaming things to your system and changing it to fifteen dollars a month so anyone can play an Xbox game on the Game Pass, that's a good deal, dude. And PlayStation yeah. mm-hmm. cannot compete with that right now. Let alone, I don't even think the solution that PlayStation has will be anywhere near this, um, because Game Pass 
is hosts so much other things than just games. It's a combination of just of cloud gaming and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Uh, anyways, that's I kind of want to just go over just how crazy Xbox has been doing. Yeah. Uh, so far, just in the first three months of 2021, and how they've been knocking it out of the park. Um, yeah. But uh, do you guys have any like last words about Xbox before we move on? Mm, I'm just really looking forward to X Cloud coming to you know, browser support for iPhones, yeah. <laughs> especially with the new, you know, backbone controller and, you know, mobile gaming and all of that. Um, I've really been enjoying playing Stadia games on my iPhone. Actually recently purchased, <laughs> repurchased Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> we talk about this game a lot. It's so good. It was on sale. It was like, I had $10 off on a game and it was on sale on Stadia. So I was like, okay, it ended up being like $15. I actually yeah, played it on steal. my stream. I played it on my stream last night um, and it was it was good. Like the only, only qualm I have is just the very slight input lag um, mm-hmm. because a lot of Jedi Fallen Order is, you know, based off of uh, reflex and blocking yep. and parrying. That was the one thing. But other than that, like it was amazing. It's amazing to play a triple A title on your phone. So I'm really, really looking forward to when that supported on iPhone. Cause I'm not buying an Android. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking to iPhone. So it yeah. sucks that Apple couldn't allow the actual app because of, you know, they have to rate each and every title on that's just insane. But I'm glad they found the workaround through a browser. It's the same thing Stadia does. You don't have a Stadia app on an iPhone. You have to you save a shortcut on your home screen to yeah. the Stadia website, and they, it does a really good job. Like you really barely noticed notice oh, yeah, that you're in a browser. They they configure it to where it looks just like an app. So I'm really I don't looking know how forward. you do that. I don't know I don't how they do that. But it it, no, I don't know. it you click the it app works. and I'm like it it throws me off because I feel like I'm actually in a Stadia app. Yeah, it's no, it's yeah. Well, that's just a that's how uh, Luna works too. Amazon. Luna. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So something I wanted to make a correction about was that I know I said in the last episode that it was going to be a, a dedicated app on the store that you can get on the iPhone. That is not true. Uh, yeah. It is actually via browser as well. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that works like, fine. Exactly, Adam. Like you said, it works the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that was just what I was gonna say. I can't wait for X Cloud, and you know, I I think right now I'm I'm on Stadia because it works it works well. I can play it on my phone. However, when X Cloud comes out, if the gameplay quality is as good as Stadia, the connections is good. Probably gonna unsubscribe from Stadia and stick with Game Pass because yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Halo on your phone? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. So yeah, can't wait. Cool. I mean, you'd be able to play it on your PC too, honestly. Yeah, the PC every year. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. All right, guys. Well, we is there any news stories that you guys want to dig into before we end off this the the, the podcast? Mm. I'm hurt, Rob. What do you I'm mean? Hurt. What happened? You skipped. You're skipping right over my topic, man. Oh no! I, Wait, it was your... right where the. Oh. It was right where the page broke. So, dude, uh, that's, it, why, it, that's I, why I knew it was going to happen. Down. I'm like, it's going to happen. Oh no, dude! I didn't even know. I didn't even see that. For some reason, in my mind, I was like, "Oh, that's another story." News bit. Uh, what's your What's your topic? What's your topic? All right, so we're going to preamble just slightly, just slightly. I can't okay. wait. So I listen to quite a few gaming podcasts and 
watch a lot of that kind of content, interviews with developers and stuff like that. And something that always comes up is something that I think we were too young to enjoy and appreciate at the time. Mm. A gaming genre of our gaming forefathers. And by <laughs> forefathers, I mean like five to ten years older than us, probably. Wow. Although maybe a little <laughs> bit older, Austin. And that is the point-and-click adventure game. Oh yeah. Did you guys play any point and click adventure games? Are you are you talking like like Pajama Sam and Freddy Fish? Man, Austin, you ruined it. That's where I was gonna get. I was hoping that you were going to score would be like, no, I didn't play uh, whatever uh Secret of Monkey Island or whatever it is. You know, and then cause that's what they'd always talk about. And I'm like, oh man, that sounds so cool. Like maybe I would go play some of those sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute. They're they're describing these games I'm like yeah have i have i played a point and click adventure before <laughs> and and lo and behold i remember about freddy fish yes did y'all play mm. what is freddy fish? fish yes i'm going to slack i'm going to slack a photo to you you slack a photo I, i've talked freddy to a few fish. people I, and it's I, like one of those things that you forgot about. I just, I had blocked oh it completely out of my mind. Goodness. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, Freddy oh. Fish. It feels like, it feels like a fever dream. Like, I felt like that was just a dream. Yes. Like, I don't think it was yeah. real. <laughs> well, guess what? Okay. You literally unlocked a piece in my brain that just completely <laughs> That's, exploded with memories right now. Dude. Remember? Freddy I've had Fish? this conversation, this same conversation with like five people now. It's like we oh. all forgot. We all played the games, but we, we all, all did. Like just selective, like somehow, like as a subconsciously as a group decide to forget about it. Um, but like Freddy Fish and Spy Fox, did either, either of you play Spy Fox? I never played I Spy know. Fox. I think so. I mean, I mean, at this point, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll dr I'll drop a photo for that one too. And sorry for all of our people at home, uh, watching on YouTube and also listening. That I don't have a good way of showing these to you. I tried to figure it out, but just I didn't Google have it. The right thing, yeah. Just Google Google Spybox, <laughs> Google Freddy Fish, or there's another option if you would like to see what we're talking about. Open up the App Store on your phone or on your iPad and search those games, and they are there. <gasps> no five what? dollars a piece. What? Hold on, Freddy Fish is on the App Store. Yes, like Freddy. all five of them, or how many ever there are. And there's like oh a, my a bundle where you can get like PG or PJ Sam, Spy Fox, Putt Putt, and Freddy oh Fish for like goodness. It says, it says on the right App Store, here. humongous entertainment. <laughs> it is yeah, humongous. That's the developer <laughs> they uh, they made all these games, I think, and wow, or at least. Uh, own the own the distribution wow. rights the firm now at least wow. but isn't that wow. crazy we all forgot no about idea. it i had no idea they're on the app store yeah that's dude, insane. that is strange dude they, wow. i mean a point and click kind of game does fit on some they even have sid meyer's colonization Ooh. and do they have dude, what, where in the world strange. is carmen san san diego i think that's they might point. So they probably far, should I not see that I do not see that. Wow. That's strange, I, dude. I, the only point and click adventure game that I can remember when you first brought it up was my family had a VeggieTales point and click adventure game. Mm. And uh, that's all I remember, dude. It was the worst wow. game ever. <laughs> but it was what it was. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm always hearing people talk about Secret of Monkey Island, 
and Indiana Jones and the and Lost Secret. I don't know, Lost Atlantis or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like these classic Lucas Hart games. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I have my own point and click adventures. Yeah. That's right. That it's in all of our hearts. Freddy Fish is just swimming around in our hearts. What oh, about pajama? Did you play Is it pajama Sam? Or is it pajama man Sam? I, I don't think it's pajama. No, that man sounds stupid. Sand. I think it's pajama. I played pajama the sand. demo because the demo was in one of the Freddy Fish games. Oh man, I'll, maybe Pajama Sam's in the App Store. It pajama is. Sam scared is. me. Oh, it is. You yeah. can get okay. a bundle with a bunch of these games. Oh my gosh, this game freaked me out. It was scary. All right, I mean, as a kid. You know, it it starts out and you're in bed. I'm trying to remember an old game, but you're in bed and then like the the closet opens and you fall into this like dark world. And there's like talking trees and and it's 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 kind of eerie. But hey, that that yeah, the talking trees right there. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those that, man, those are great games. <laughs> Honest, honestly, I'm thinking about picking up a couple just because I kind of want to have them for like when my daughter gets a little older. Oh, I'll be like, "Here's yeah. your first game. Yeah. Relive my childhood." No, Adam, don't let that be your first game, dude. <laughs> Why? It's so accessible. It's just touchscreen. At least no, let you... your first game be something like The Last of Us or something like that. Yeah, no, something <laughs> wholesome. Yeah, let's do Dark Souls. Give her Dark Souls and GTA. That's a good. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat this game. You don't deserve the game. <laughs> you're not a real gamer. Yeah, prove She's you're like a real gamer right now. <laughs> going on this conversation with like uh, the with these games in particular because it's just unlocking these memories. I do remember going to the library uh, a couple times, and the library would always have games. And the way it would work is that, for me, anyways, you would have to go up to the desk. And like somehow you're not even buying minutes, but you only with your card in that one day, you can you earn a certain amount of minutes you can play on the computer. And so you would go sign in and I would have like 30 minutes and I would always play these Arthur games all the time. And they were very much so point and click adventure games. But I think I remember there's just something very synonymous with the idea of it being very serene and quiet. Mm -hmm. And the volume for these games would always be so low that you can barely hear it, but yeah. just enough so that way it wasn't disturbing everybody else that was reading. And yeah. it was I, like there was just something about those games. I, did y'all ever play those Arthur games? No. I I think I think I I think I did. I okay. So I think I did. I f feel like I have those same memories of being in a library, not reading books, but playing computer Obviously. games. Now, what do you? What else are you there for? You know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the movies. <laughs> well, I'm there to play Arthur. <laughs> Excuse me, librarian. Where is Arthur game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was. Absolutely. Taking up the, the time on a computer while a kid needs to get his like college <laughs> paper done. I'm yeah, sorry, absolutely. I got to play this game real quick. Hey, listen, I, I know you're busy. I know this is due in a couple hours. There's a level on Arthur that I'm just dying to get through. <laughs> He's like, bro, you're like, you're, you're seven years old. <laughs> you're seven years People, old and I am 21. 
Yeah, I understand, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember my memory of I remember going to a library when I was so I was actually homeschooled until high school, and in my homeschool days, we would go to the library. Have I like known one, this? I don't. I feel like I don't remember this piece of information. I don't remember if we've had. We might have had this conversation. Yeah, because I, I was homeschooled all the way till eleventh grade too. So yeah, yeah. So like one one of the days we would go to the library, and I remember. Uh, walking into the computer lab and there was a guy just straight up like playing runescape you know and he was there like uh, every time i was there he was just in the library playing runescape this guy was like in his 40s and i'm just like that's (laughs) my hero (laughs) that's my hero right there (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah like bro uh you going to the wild or what selling lobsters 40 gp each I know that RuneScape is cool, but have you checked out this mm. Arthur game? Dude, uh, doesn't compare. <laughs> doesn't compare. Doesn't compare at all. Um, okay, so real quick, something that I did forget because I'm looking at the news bits right here is that I forgot to mention Octopath Traveler was also on that list with Outriders. And oh, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that really weird? Because of the, the fact that that yeah. was a Nintendo exclusive game, and then all of a sudden it's just crossing over. No, they had a PC release already. And okay, Switch. Adam, please, Adam. Everyone goes on PC. <laughs> Even PlayStation has <laughs> PC games. A couple. I mean, I they have a PC? couple. Hey, yeah. I think it's cr- I think it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, Rob. Um, yeah, yes. thank you, thank you. It was, it was, it was, I mean, it was crazy. Is it because, like we said, Outriders is coming, right? So that's another Square thing. This is just probably part of whatever set of conversations Square Enix is having with Microsoft, right? Oh, that is very true, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, point. Like it's not completely point. out of the blue. No, yeah. Actually, the fact that you do say that does make a lot of sense. Um, Makes sense. We did have earlier today uh, a state uh, a Square Enix presents uh, go on. I'm not going to oh, yeah. go over all of it, um, yeah. but I, I have a video up. By the time that this, this podcast is up, there's already a video on online, so go check it out. It's on Ambitious Casuals YouTube channel, so check it Can't out. Can't wait for but, Avengers. <laughs> dude, Avengers is. I can't wait so for that so Hawkeye cool. DLC. <laughs> did you see? You were watching it, right? I watched the last the, bit. It there was, was so a, boring. It was so boring. There, the Wakanda, the Wakanda DLC looked pretty cool though. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what did we see? It was literally just a cinematic. It was nothing yeah, else. It, I, that's exactly but it was right. Cool <laughs> cinematic. <laughs> but the thing is, like, w- w- when you put it into perspective, like Black Panther is just much cooler than Hawkeye. Or just, he's what's way the, cooler. Do, What's the female version? Because I kept calling her Hawkeye Girl. I don't remember her name. I, I can't remember oh, her Kate name. Kate Bishop. Thank Kate you Bishop. very much, dude. Oh my gosh. I was get, I was really struggling trying to figure out her name. I just kept calling her Hawkeye Girl. Um, Hawkeye Girl. So uh, with the Square Enix Presents, we got to see a little bit of Outriders, some more Outriders. Um, Lara Croft, uh, some mobile games. Uh, just yes. Cause Mobile. Uh, oh yeah. Can't Hitman wait. Sniper Assassins Mobile. And then Space Invaders, an AR mobile game, which that seems pretty dope. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the how that's gonna Tetris be. The Tetris effect, exactly. Do, do the you watch effect? it, Adam? No, 
Okay, because the, the whole Space Invaders trailer was giving mm-hmm. off major Tetris Effect vibes. Like, the music and everything. And so for a second, I was like, dude, are we getting Space Invaders Effect? Like, is this what's happening right now? And then it was an AR game, which wow. honestly isn't a bummer to me because I enjoy Pokemon Go. I haven't played it in maybe two years, but I do enjoy it. And there is an AR component of it. I don't know how this is going to fit into that, but either or the trailer was hype so i'm hyped um it's kind of weird though the trailer for just cause mobile looked pretty cool but i'm surprised that they will take a concept like that and just only put it on mobile uh yeah and it's the moment i saw it i was like this has 10 cent written all over it like i'm mm. pretty sure it's the game being made by 10 cent like there's no other way yeah. um we got to see some games from taito tohu spell bubble uh, Darius Cosmic Revelation and Bubble Bobble for friends. Uh, we got to see some Marvel's Avengers stuff. Not cool at all. Uh, nah. Like Austin said, the only thing that was interesting was the Black Panther stuff. But other than that, like I'm, I loved that game when it first came out, and I've completely just fallen off of it. And I don't know if I'm ever going to go back. Um, yeah. We got to see this game called Balan Wonderland, which we could forget that ever existed. And then, <laughs> lastly, the last two games are the ones that really w- took the cake. Which is mm-hmm. Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, we got to see what the next installment is. It's interesting that they're not calling it Life is Strange 3, but that's n- not too crazy because we got Life is Strange and then Life is Strange Before the Storm. And then we have Life is Strange 2. And now we have Life is Strange True Colors, which mm. Before the Storm was technically a prequel to the first game. Yeah. The, I do know that there are characters in Life is Strange True Colors that are from, the, from Before the Storm. But I don't know mm. if this connects to Life is Strange 2 at all in any kind of way. But you do follow the new protagonist. Her name's Alex Chen. Uh, and she is an, uh, an Asian protagonist who uh, came from the foster care system and is wanting to make a better life for herself. So she goes to wow. this new community called Haven where she sees her brother for the first time in who knows how many years and then he dies. And the entire game is figuring out why did he die and what happened. And the big Damn. thing about these games is that every single character has like a psychic ability uh, like the main character has a psychic ability so mm. with uh life is strange one i'm probably gonna butcher this because i don't quite remember but it, it has to do with time uh yeah and then life is strange two had to do with the character um like it was almost like a force capability kind of thing just like a but mm. like power the main thing mm. with this one is in regards to she has a psychic power of empathy so she can mm. feel people's emotions and if wow. she digs too deep it can be overwhelming to her. And so mm-hmm. I guess if someone's mad and she's digging way too deep into that emotion, she will overwhelm herself with anger or whatever. Oh, um, wow. And so this game's coming out September 10th. It looks super, super cool. Uh, in the middle of the stream, I got emotional just by watching it because of the fact that the things with the people who Aww. make life is strange and super cool is that they take these individuals that are not necessarily the heroes a lot of time in our real world and are kind of looked at as minorities in some sense, or those who are not given attention in any kind of way and are elevated in this state of having a power, but not like I'm powerful. And now I'm a hero. It's more so like they have a power and in a real world way are trying to navigate those powers. So Hmm. to see that with an individual like this, Alex Chen, Asian character, we don't really see much Asian forward characters, especially like in regards to like the bigger titles nowadays. Um, sure. But on top of that, of her having a background of the foster care system, that's crazy in and of itself. And yeah. I know when it comes to when you think of things like this, like 
the first Life is Strange being about LGBT, uh, Life is Strange 2 being about minorities, and then this one being someone who is a part of the foster care system. I kind of trust that they're going to figure out a way to do this in a way that is gentle and correct. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to speak too much and say they're going to knock it out of the park because I'll I'll make that decision when I get there and we play it. But I'm very excited for this game. I'm very excited that the fact that Life is Strange and then Before the Storm are also being remastered into the new engine that True Colors is in because the engine looks amazing. So they're going to have higher fidelity, remastered in the new engine, and they're both coming out as a collection in fall 2021. Um, And then lastly, to end off the entire thing, was not expecting this, but we got to finally see a little bit of Project Athia, which was first like showed off technically in 2012. And (sighs) now we have an actual name for the game, which is Forspoken. We got to see who was the actress or who's playing the main character. Her name is Ella, and I don't remember her last name. I didn't catch that part. But yeah. it, she is uh, playing a protagonist who it looks like she is a modern day character that somehow has found herself in this fantasy world and yeah. everything about it. Like dragons. So cool. Like the moment yeah. the trailer hit, she was like, is that a mother effing dragon? Like, yeah, it's just like she's, <laughs> she dropped in this world that she does not belong into, you know? Yeah. And the little snippet that we saw was like literally like you can count it on your fingers like 10 seconds. But yeah. then I thought that was it. And then they showed us what I thought was them literally just flexing because there's a reason why they just showed her running really fast in the area. And that's because they wanted to show out the fact that you can like everything was not popping in around her. Again, this could have been running off of a PC, but this game is made for Mm -hmm. PlayStation five. And they said that it was made in a way and designed for the PS five and it's exclusive for as of right now. We don't know, but they show no other signs of it being anywhere else other than PC and PS five. So yeah, I'm so stoked for this game. Yeah, it's coming it looked out really 22, cool. and it looks super rad, dude. It is. It looks cool. Everything that I would want from a, a like I'm really excited for uh, Final Fantasy. What is it? Sixteen? Is that what's coming out this year? Fifteen? Yeah. Sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Okay, sixteen. I'm really excited for Final Fantasy sixteen, and we've seen that, but I feel like Project Athia is looks like the biggest game Square Enix has is tackling right now in yeah. regards if you look at the screenshots like even on the, some of the video there is moments of the character doing these attacks and the way that it would come out of the ground and the way it worked and the way the, it looked it looked like something i've never yeah. seen before dude mm-hmm. it was really so, cool yeah i can't I'm wait really for that stoked. game i'm really stoked um all right guys you guys have any uh final things to say anything else you want to jump on before we uh end this off I'm good. All right. I'm happy. I'm good. I have nothing else to say, Adam. All right. We better not see Jedi Fallen Order on any of y'all's list on the next episode. But until then, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the XP Podcast, episode five. We appreciate it. If you like the video, hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And in the comments down below, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let us know what you thought about the stories that we covered and the topics that we brought to the table. And if you're listening, don't forget to rate the podcast on whatever service that you're using. So that way, when people search it up, they can find it much easier. And the fact that this is going to be like in the hobbies slash games list, it will appear a bit higher on the list. The more ratings that we get on the services. Um, if you guys want to keep up to date with any news regarding ambitious casual, you can go check us out on Twitter at ambitious casual. You can find out when new videos, podcasts and all that kind of stuff 
are released and when we go live on twitch.tv forward slash ambitious casual adam austin thanks for joining me guys you can see all their links down below in the bio and uh till next time keep playing those games and uh is there anything big coming out until the next episode i think the only big game that's coming out is it takes two so Mm. by then i will have some words to say about that game because i pre-ordered it on the xbox so really excited about that and my wife and i are going to be streaming that game together because you need to play that two players so really excited all right guys till next time peace out see ya